When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the show. It is April 12th, 2023, and this is episode 377. I'm excited about today's guest. Man, he's a killer. Air Force Academy, third place at the NCAA championship. Wyatt Hendrickson. Wyatt, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me on this morning. It's awesome to be here. Yeah, all right. Um, hey, so, you know, NCAA All-American, your junior world team member, crazy pinner, um, just kind of a beast on the mat. But how did you get your start in wrestling? How old were you? How'd you get introduced to it? So I started wrestling when I was five years old. Um, my dad only actually wrestled one year in high school, but that was enough for him to say, like, I don't care. My son needs to be, he needs to be a tough man, so I'm going to put him in wrestling. That was his criteria for that because that one year affected the rest of his life. And so I started wrestling when I was five. My first couple of years i didn't win any matches i was just i was just running around with my head off like a like a chicken with his head cut off but it was funny because towards the end of one of my first seasons my dad was like son you're just going out there and you're just getting pinned every match like what are you doing you're supposed to get him on his back and i'm like wait a second i'm supposed to be getting the other guy on his back and so you know i was a slow learner to the sport but um I really, you got to kind of adapt it and do uh, do it for yourself. And so even growing up wrestling in my freshman year, I didn't even qualify for state. And I ended up not being able to pursue football because of some head injuries. And I was like, man, well, I got to make something work. And all I really got left is wrestling. So I really adapted it to myself and took it upon myself that, you know, wrestling is what I'm going to do and I'm going to be really good at it. So then I came back and ended up making it to state and I was a runner up my sophomore year and then won it two more years. And ever since then, it's just, it's been really easy to get behind something when you're doing it for yourself. That's amazing. Um, I, I assume like you, you look like you'd have been really good at football from just your build and the way you wrestle, but like that's taken away from you. But, but a jump from not qualifying to taking second is like a giant leap. Was that a, a physical thing? Was it mental? Was it just this drive kind of? thing you were describing i think it was a little bit of everything um that's kind of when i was first introduced to uh obviously like mental toughness um obviously i've developed a lot more of that but what's crazy is i was i was still not a great wrestler at all um most of my matches i was going out there and i was losing the third period by seven or eight points but i just had the will to win and i was just like i'm gonna keep coming at you and so i started winning matches not really because i was super good at technique 
but just because I was trying to outwork everyone, I just never gave up. And so those matches, you know, I just, I had to break people and then just start scoring takedowns and getting some turns. But those matches weren't like good wins. I was just, I just had the will to win and I never stopped wrestling. That's kind of the way you still wrestle. Um, <laughs> just put on the gas the whole time. Uh, so, so you take second, you're done with football, you're all in on wrestling. At what point did you say like college? I want to do the, I want to go to college and, and wrestle. So I remember getting my very first um, like letter in the mail and it was from a super small school, but I was like, dad, I did it. Like someone wants me to come wrestle for him. And so my sophomore year, I was like, yes, I was super excited about that. Um, and, and then that hit the biggest thing is thinking long-term because wrestling's a tough sport. And after every season, I was like, man, I'm like, I'm ready to be done with high school. And then looking into college, I'm like, well, if I have to go to college and wrestle, I got to wrestle for another four years. And so um, I knew I wanted to obviously go to college and do a sport. And so I was like, well, wrestling's my best shot and someone wants me. So it just kind of, it went up from there. And then I remember getting my letter from the Air Force Academy. I've always been super patriotic and people love giving back in different ways. Well, I was like, I just don't think the military is for me. So I actually threw the letter away and I was like, I'm not going to the Air Force. And my dad comes sprinting out of his bedroom. He, and he's like, what'd you say? Did you, did you say uh, Air Force? And he's like, what about it? He's recruiting letter. And I'm like, nah, they wanted me to come wrestle. I was like, I don't even know what that means. Like wrestling in the Air Force, that's not even a thing. And he's like, give me that. And he grabbed the letter, read it over. And he's like, son, do you realize what this is? I'm like, yeah, it's a recruiting thing for the Air Force. He's like, no, son, they want you to come wrestle for the United States Air Force Academy. And he was talking up and I'm just like, I don't know what you're talking about, dad. So I kind of understood what, the, the pull behind that and the more I talk to people um you know all my dad's friends are like you got a letter from the air force academy like oh my goodness and so I was like wow this this must actually be a cool thing and so I looked into it and I really uh I was kind of bought in the process I was like you know what I th- I was just I think this is just calling my name I came on my visit and as soon as I left I'm like I want to go back home but I was talking about the air force academy not my place back in Kansas and so really just the whole process of coming here was just an absolute, absolute blessing the way it worked out and it worked out in the perfect way. And, you know, now here I am, I'm one year away from graduating. Thank goodness. Time, time flies. Yeah. Wow. Uh, what, ex- describe that, that first visit to the Air Force Academy that you just mentioned where you're driving home to Kansas, but you're talking about the Air Force, like what, what was, you know, it's not a regular campus. It's, I don't even know what, what was it like? I mean, I know what it's like, but I don't know what your experience was like. So the first thing I noticed was I was like, wow, I'm out of breath after every set of stairs I go up. <laughs> and that has not changed. Not a single thing of that has changed. But really just the atmosphere, I've always really liked – I like working hard. I like working really hard. And I like it when there's people alongside me that have the same values as me, doing the same thing. And when I came here, everyone was just so goal-oriented. And, like, it's a we're a mission-first – the wrestling team is a mission first program. Like, yes, we are, we're, we have a wrestling team, but more than that, we're going to be officers in the United States Air Force. And so kind of just coming here and the coaches, obviously the facilities are awesome. We got a, you know, world-class facilities, but more than just wrestling, they care about you as an individual. And, you know, obviously we talked about wrestling my visit, but more than that, I was like, Hey, what kind of person are you? What are you looking for in life? Like what, what things do you want to expect? And they're very honest about like, well, this is a hard place. This is going to challenge you. It's not going to be easy because, I mean, we recruit 1,200, 1,300 people a year and we only end up graduating about 800 of them. 
And so they try to get it through like, hey, this isn't just like some college you're going to come to because when you were getting recruited through athletics, obviously you have an athletic background. It's a little bit different than people that are just coming straight into the academy. So when I came here, they were uh, I just really felt like, wow, like these are my coaches, but like they're going to be my family. And they, they definitely are. And so just that that sense of belonging when I got here, I was like, I want that. And so that was it was really a no brainer when I was making the decision to come wrestle here. Sure. And what did they explain to you? Like, how, how is your school tied into the military, right? Mm-hmm. So we have three big pillars here, academics, military, and athletics. Obviously, for me, athletics is a very big pillar. But, I mean, it all ties into um, your OPA, which is really important for when you graduate. So everything's really intertwined. Um, ath- uh, academics is the most, the most weighted. It's about 50% of what goes into that. So you, know, you got to be good. You got to be nice and nice and smart, I guess. I remember when I was actually when I, I took the ACT, um, like the minimum to get training the academy, I think it's about a twenty six. But I came here and took the ACT, and they're like, "Congratulations, why you made it?" And I'm like, "Yes," and I was like, "Oh, sweet." And they're like, "Well, like you made it into the prep school," and I was like, "All right, I'll take it." I was not <laughs> the smartest kid in high school, but thank goodness I had a good work ethic, and so I ended up. I mean, I guess I'm just sharing everything. I think super sport, I only ever got a 22, a 23 on the ACT. So I went to the prep school, which was awesome. And then I came straight into the academy. But everything's intertwined um, throughout the day. Obviously, I got a good workout in this morning. Then I'm going to go to school. And then we'll have some more military training at the end of the day. But it's all really intertwined here. Okay. And so you went uh, into the prep school for, what, one year? I did, yes. And are you training – do they train? Is it is it on the campus in Colorado Springs with with the academy? Is it elsewhere? Or do you wrestle with prep people? Do you wrestle with the academy people? What was that like? Mm-hmm. So the prep school is on campus. It's only about three four miles away. Um, we do have our own wrestling room down there. We do have like a whole separate team with the, where the Huskies down there. Um, we do have a different schedule. Um, we're not. It's not a not D one. Just kind of going around doing some small tournaments. But about twice a week, you do get to come up to the uh, up to the academy and train through the AFRTC. So you're kind of getting the best of both worlds. You can go down there and focus on yourself with like a smaller group. There's only about seven or eight of us. And then at the same time, you can come up here and wrestle with the team that you're going to be a part of the next year. Okay. And is there like a, a military aspect to that? Like you said today, later on, you'll have some military training or, or whatnot. Was that was there something like that down at the prep school? Yeah, the prep school is so at the academy. Obviously, we have four years, and uh, you know your freshman year is pretty tough, and you got some stuff your sophomore year, junior, senior. So it kind of goes in phases. They do that at the prep school, but kind of by semester. So the first semester is like simulating your freshman year, second sophomore year, and so forth for the third and fourth semester, which is super nice because you get a a big thing up here is having a car. You're not allowed to have a car as a freshman or a sophomore, oh, wow. but at the prep school, you're allowed to have a car. Uh, year the second semester so having a car up here you're like wow i finally did it just to come up to the academy and then you're like well i guess i really didn't yet boom you're back to stage one but it's really helpful because you've already kind of gone through the phases yeah uh and describe to me like military training i I assume that's not just marching in lines right like what what is i'm sure there's a variety also but tell, tell me about some of the military training that goes on yeah absolutely so obviously uh the marching we do that stuff you know, a couple times a week. That's obviously not the most fun, but, um, 
you know, as soon as you graduate this place, you don't have a choice. You're a leader. And so, I mean, regardless of what you did at the academy. And so every uh, every other day we have a, a good hour blocked off, depending on the day, usually in the middle of the day right after lunch or in the evening. Just uh, the biggest thing that I find helpful is we have a lot of our leaders, our AOCs, they're in charge of the squadrons. They'll come and talk to us about their experience, what helped them. Um, we'll have panels open. So that's the biggest thing that I think is super helpful. That's pretty much they're just trying to help us be prepared to uh, because here at the academy, it's very different than the operational Air Force, like the big Air Force. So what we're going to be doing because here all we know how to do is just grind through it, do your homework and do this. So it's not really that big of life learning situations versus, you know, if you make mistakes later on, it's going to cost a lot more. And so they really just kind of give their perspective. And I say that's what the majority of them are, is just helping us become prepared over the four years. And it's, you get four years of this too. So your freshman, you're like, wow, this is just, this is annoying. It doesn't matter. I'm like, how's this going to help me do my homework? But then as soon as you become a junior senior, you're like, wow, I'm glad I'm getting to know this now because in two years, like you're not going to have all these resources like we do right now. So they really just try to, they try to pour into you everything they can while they, before uh, you graduate. Okay. And after you graduate is the plan or do you have to go into the air force? Like the, you know, like you said, the real air force. Yes. And so it's a five-year commitment, which a lot of people look at that and they're like, Oh, I got to serve, you know, in the air force for five years. But honestly, it's the, that's the best thing I could ask for. You don't have to, it's a guaranteed job. So as soon as I graduate, there's already a perfect slot for me going in. And you know, after five years, if I don't like it, then I can leave. But let's say I, if something happens, I have, I graduated from the air force Academy. I have five years of experience in the military as an officer, as a leader already. So, I mean, it just puts you in a great spot. I mean, I'm hoping to make a career out of it, but um, yeah, a lot of people look at it as like, service like you have to do it but it's really it's it's absolute blessing to have that if it's a guaranteed job you don't have to really it takes a lot of the stress off your senior year yeah um so if you get into the air force i guess that that doesn't necessarily mean you fly right there's probably people in the air force air force who aren't pilots like what do you want to do do you want to fly do you want to yeah so that was my original goal i used to be a lot smaller believe it or not i was about like 215 my prep school year um, I did want, used to want to fly, but about that, so about 49 to 50% of the people that graduate the Air Force Academy, they become pilots. And so not everyone flies, but about half of us do. So about 2,000. Um, for me, I used to want to be a pilot really bad. I used to get motion sickness. <laughs> I was terrible with roller coasters. Then I really you know, wanted to come to the Air Force Academy and fly. I was like, okay, I need to get tougher. So I started going on roller coasters and trying to like, just not like, no, I need to stay on again. Like, you don't understand. I need to get used to this. That I don't know if that was the smartest thing. It did not work out very well for me. I still got very sick, but they have stuff here they can help that with. But I just started to get bigger. And I mean, whenever you think of Air Force, you think of the fighters, you think of F-22s, you know, the F-15s. You don't like think of the big carriers and the carriers are awesome. But I was like, if I fly, I'm going to fly the fastest thing we got. and trying to get trying to get incentive rides this summer i had to get a waiver they're like oh well you're over the weight limit don't worry we'll take care of it and then i went to get my waiver and they're like well i'm sorry but i don't think this plan's gonna be able to eject you like we can't give you a waiver for this you're over the limit so i was like <laughs> well there there we go so 
that was an interesting, interesting situation. But I want to go into, I'm actually hoping to go into the Space Force now. So we're commissioning the Air Force and the Space Force out of the Academy. So I'm hoping to go Space Force acquisitions and go that route. What does Space Force acquisitions mean? So that's pretty much the uh, like a financial position. Um, so pretty much what I'll be able to do is I'll be dealing with money a lot. And so we'll say, you know, what do we need at this base? And if I'll pretty much be, I'm the bank, I'm like the debit card. So whenever someone needs to do something, they go through me and I, I'm going to approve that expense, stuff like that. If we need a new couch or, if, you know, if we need a new jet, it's going to go through me and I'll kind of make those financial decisions. That's awesome that like you have this path in your mind of like almost exactly where you want to go. And I, and I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's definitely, um, your freshman, sophomore year, you don't think of it that much, but you know, now it's becoming, it's becoming real. Like after this, after I, after this year, you know, I'll be a senior, I'll be a you know a big leader at the Air Force Academy and then, you know, I'll be a lieutenant. And so trying to balance everything, there's definitely a good balance to it because, you know, I still got, I got goals as an athlete, you know, I want to be a national champion, but at the same time, I have goals on the military side. Like I want to be a squadron commander here. And, you know, I just, I got multiple sets of goals. So they're really, uh, they make it easy to intertwine everything. They give you, like I said, they give you specified time, like for athletics. It was like, Hey, they got to go practice right now. You can't schedule anything during that time. So they really help out. Sure. Uh, back to the wrestling part a little bit, right? What, like coming into the air force Academy, into college i guess what kind of goals or expectations did you have for yourself so obviously i always knew i wanted to be an all-american because that was to me that was like if i can be an all-american like that that's it that that's what i want to do and after my freshman year i really just had to boost the confidence i was like i think i'm a better wrestler that's kind of when i was open to the mental side of wrestling i was like i think I think I'm actually a pretty good wrestler. So actually I always tape my goals on the front of my locker. And after that, I, I, instead of having all American, I put a new piece of tape over it and put national champion. And so, I mean, that's still, that's still a goal going into next year, but just, I mean, obviously being goal oriented is super helpful, but I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't completely bought into that. I changed my goal to that, but at the same time, I kind of got a little bit, I was like, okay, well, that's my goal. I'll work for it. But I didn't really, I didn't really put in all the work it takes for that. So obviously last year when I went to the national tournament, you have good days and you have bad days. And I went out there and, you know, I got, I got beaten up pretty good. And so I didn't even get as close as I wanted, not near as close as I wanted to. Didn't get even to the round of 12, like I did my freshman year. So that was actually, I mean, it was a blessing in disguise because that really oriented my whole, as soon as that, after that tournament, I went straight to the drawing board, went straight to the gym and I was like, okay, I'm going to do everything I can. So that does not happen again. And I'm glad that happened because I mean, this year I came out, I think I put on a good performance and if I do the same thing this summer, I'm like, there's nothing in my way next year. Uh, I love this. I love, I love everything about it. Like, um, I guess pinning, were you always like a prolific pinner or how did you get to that point? So I think this just comes back to, I just, I just don't stop. I don't stop. Don't stop wrestling. I don't stop attacking. Like even if I'm winning in a match, I don't, I don't care. I want to score more points. And so 
I think I actually implicitly started doing this in the in the practice room. Uh, whenever I was wrestling, I get a takedown. I'd always just try to just catch them whenever I could. I'd keep wrestling because a lot of people, I don't, I feel like they don't expect it very much. But me, if I get a takedown, like I'm jumping up trying to catch on your back, and it just kind of happened naturally. Like I didn't, I wasn't like, okay, I'm gonna go pin these people. It's like, all right, I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna dominate this guy, no matter you know what it looks like. And so even those matches I'm winning, you know. 12, 13 points getting close to attack. I'm like, well, why wouldn't I? Like, I want to, I want to be the best. I want to score points. Like, why? I'm not going to take the backseat because I mean, he's the aggressor. I want to be the aggressor. My dad always said the best defense is an even better offense. And so I really took that to heart. Um, and I just, I just don't stop wrestling. So, and also when you do start to pin people, I was like, wow, like that feels pretty good. Like I said, it, that's like, to me, it's the most dominant way to win a match. And so I remember when the pinning stuff came out last year and I was like, I didn't even know that was a thing. People are sending me this stuff like, oh, dude, you got, you got a lot of pins. And I was like, I don't care. I love wrestling. I wasn't even paying attention to that stuff. So yeah. really, I mean, I'm still not even focusing on that. I'm just going out there and just wrestling hard. Yeah. Oh, well, it's working. Yeah. And yeah, immediately attacking off of your takedown. Impressive. Uh, to this year's NCAA tournament, you know, did it feel different? Did you feel more confident, more relaxed. I don't any anything you might want to describe, or it, how did it feel different, maybe than than last year or or previous year? Yeah, absolutely. I think definitely transitioning from high school to college, I thought it'd be like an instant thing, but I really don't think I really adapted until the month before the national tournament. Um, you just staying relaxed is a big concept that I never really adapted. I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to go do what I want to do, and you can't for stuff in college. So I kind of realized and figured out how to stop wearing myself out because the only person that's going to beat myself in a match is me. And so really just being able to stay calm and relax and just wait for, just let it happen. Being patient, that helped a ton. And I kind of finally figured that out with my coaches. It, uh, Coach Scotty always told me that when I was like, no, nah, I'm okay. Like, this is what I've always done. I, I'm not going to change this, but he finally got through my thick skull and uh got it through to me that man maybe i gotta you know i gotta change some stuff up and so i really just started to relax and you know it carried me pretty well sure um take a, a really close loss in the semifinals tell me about you know having i don't know how you take losses everybody takes them differently but like having to have a short memory get rid of that pretty quickly because the next morning you got you know two guys that are chomping at the bit yeah, um, definitely that match was, um, you know, I was planning on, I was taking one match at a time, but I was like, I've prepared for this match. I'm ready for it. Obviously, I didn't anticipate anticipate Kirk feeling like a blanket. Oh, my goodness. That guy was, I felt like there was a mountain on top. And I was like, I don't, I, there's no space to move. But uh, definitely after that match, I was like, dang, like I could have done a few things different, could have made some different decisions. But, I mean, coulda, shoulda, woulda, it doesn't really matter. I was like, all right, that's out of the way. I'm still going to come back and take third. And that kind of just reminded me, I'd kind of been through that my freshman year at at Big 12s. I lost my first match. And Coach was like, hey, like, you're still one of the toughest guys out here. You're going to come back and take third. And so really having the coaches there to help with that process, feeling like, look, that happened, short memory. You, you still got to come back and you're going to do this. And I said, yes, I am. And so got right back at it. Um. Like I said, mentally, I was just – like, previous years, 
like last year, I did not have that good switch. As soon as I lost, I was like, wow, I'm just a terrible wrestler versus this year's a lot more productive thoughts. And so I was like, all right, we're going to do it. Came out the next day and wrestled tough. Sweet. And we got that third place match. Um, Nico, if we could cue that up, uh, the match video, it's just uh, it's like maybe a minute and a half highlight, but I just want to watch it and you can kind of take us through what you're thinking or feeling. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I didn't, I, you, got, you can't force stuff. So I was really just like, it's hard to be patient, but I was like, I'm just going to wait for it. After that first take, then I was like, okay, I could. I could do this, you know, I knew it'd be a, I was anticipating a, a hard fought match, which it really was until I, you know, caught him on a lat whip. But I mean, just kind of staying on the offense and attacking the whole time was my, my primary goal. It's like twice you attacked with the cradle. I guess. Mm. Um, and when, when like that lat whip you're talking about, it'll come up here in a, in a, in a moment, but, uh, was that like you the whole time? Because we kind of got set up for a second. Were you thinking that the whole time? I was not. It was like a last second decision. I was trying to think like, what would my dad say if I did this? <laughs> I used to always reach back as a kid, but my excuse was my hand was already there, so it was there, and you just, I felt super tight, and I was like, well, I know I got some good hips, so I was I was sitting there thinking, I was like, you know what, like full send, let's do it. And as soon as I got him on his back, that thing was so tight. I couldn't even get my arm out of there if I wanted to. And I was like, all right. And it still kind of wasn't hitting me. Though. I was like, wow, this is really happening. So, I mean, I was just, I was like, wow, that just happened. I was like, so there we, there we go. <laughs> that had to be a great feeling. It was awesome. It was a great feeling. And just like, you know, you think about you wrestling in junior worlds, and I know you came up just short in a really close semi. Um, but, like, describe the atmosphere at the NCAAs versus, like, well, anything else, right, even the junior world. Yeah, I think something that's a little different was it was during COVID, so there weren't that many fans. But, yeah. I mean, Coach Barber's been going to these tournaments. I mean, I agree with him on this. But Coach Barber's been going to these tournaments. For, he's gone to Worlds, you know, all these big tournaments. And he's like, nothing compares to NCAAs. And definitely this year when you just – you're in that atmosphere and you look up and you see all those fans, it's like – it's, I mean, it's really just like you're I'm so great. You're grateful for the opportunity. I'm like, wow, I get to come out here. I get to wrestle tough in front of all these fans. Um, and just the crowd is, it's just, it's unlike anything I've ever been a part of. So, I mean, just even being there is, oh my gosh. I mean, it's kind of, it's indescribable. It's just, it's, in, it's insane and it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it had to be, it had to be a great way. To finish out your your college season going out like that and like you said in that in that type of atmosphere and i know you got class here shortly so just a couple other things i want to get to first when i hit you up you said you're not a funny guy but we're going to ask you anyways um joke time i want to hear you tell a joke corny awesome not too dirty whatever so i mentioned this is okay this is terrible but it's not terrible it's just i'm not good at jokes but i mentioned i'm going to the space force so, uh, have you uh, have you heard about the astronaut who's super claustrophobic? Well, no. it's it's okay. We're taking care of him. All he needed was just a little bit of space. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I love it. Oh, that's great. That's great. Um, all right, one other little game we like to play too. This one's called wins and whoopings. It's like if you think back over, I don't know, your first match as a five year old or up to your most recent match. 
Can you think of one win that stands out? Maybe it was that one, right? It could be Cassiope, but it could, it could be anything. It could be like somebody that used to beat you in your high school and you, you beat them or a big comeback, whatever it was, right? One match, win that stands out as memorable and one just like ass whooping where you just got the tar beat out of you and you came off feeling like, what? Oh, God, I don't even know how to wrestle. What's going on? So one win, one whooping. Gonna, you can do either one first. I'm going to start off with the loss, and it was at Virginia Beach Nationals. I wrestled Aaron Brooks, and I don't watch wrestling. I never really grew up. Obviously, my dad, we all watched wrestling, but I didn't really pay attention that much to my level. And I actually went out there. I didn't even know who he was. Um, everyone on my team was, like, nervous. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? Like, I'm a <laughs> tough guy. Don't worry. And I went out there, and, oh, my gosh. He actually he bumped up a weight, too. I was wrestling 220, I think, or 190, 195. But I just got – I got the – I ended up getting teched. But I remember I got, like – I finally got on his legs, and he just high-flyered the crap out of me. And I was like, wow, this uh, this is interesting. So that was definitely, like – I got I got beat up. That was my junior year of high school, I think. And a win that stands out is, I think it was my sophomore year at a small tournament against the number two ranked guy in the state, Austin Andres. Uh, that was like, he was like the biggest guy. Like, at, at, anyway, he was just jacked. He was huge. And I went out there and mentally I was like, man, I like this is just going to be tough. But I went out there and then I ended, up, I ended up beating, I ended up pinning him in the cradle. And that's when I realized like, wow, like it, like it can be done. And so that's really when like, this is my all time favorite quote, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're usually right. And so I was like, wow, like mental is a pretty good thing. Like if I went out there and I thought I was going to win, you know, that would have helped a lot more before the match. <laughs> but that was like, that was really the big match when I finally turned that corner and went on that upward route on that, my whole wrestling career. Awesome. Yeah. The, and it's, it's great that you figured it out because it's, it's not easy. I right, put the mental side and, and it's, it's easy to say you have to believe, but it's not easy, always easy to believe. Right. Yeah, and, absolutely. I agree with that. And it, and it looks like you, you definitely do believe. So um, I'm, I'm going to let you scoot out of here. I know you got class, but man, it's been a, it's been an honor chatting with you today. It's been a lot of fun and hearing your story and your, what drives you and how motivated you are and, and the goals and, and super stoked to, to see you for another NCAA season, man. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm, you know, the postseason starting wrestling at the U.S. Open. So, you know, preparing for that, um, you know, wrestling is it's a very unique sport. And, you know, all the wrestlers out there, I think we all got that different bond because wrestling's unlike anything else. It's a pretty tough sport. But, yeah, thank you for having me on, man. This is this is pretty awesome. I love telling my story every time I can. Cool. Awesome. Well, hey, I'll see you out in Las Vegas. Good luck out there, man. And, and thanks so much for joining us today. Hey, absolutely. Thank you, guys. All right. Yep. Take care. All right, folks. Man, that was an awesome one. Wyatt Hendrickson, uh, really, really, really fun guy to watch wrestle. So we'll keep an eye out for him. Appreciate his time. And we will see you guys next time. Thanks. See you later.